Auzu billahi mineşşeytanirracim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi rabbil alamin. Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecmaîn. Allahumme allimna ma yanfa'una ve anfa'ana bima 'allamtena ve zidna ilmen nafi'a. Allahumme erinel hakka hakkan ve erzukna ittiba'a. وَأَرِنَا الْبَاطِلَ بَاطِلًا وَأَرْزُقْنَا اِجْتِنَابَهُ رَبِّ اِشْرَحْ لِسَادْرِي وَيَسْرِ لِعَمْرِي وَاَحْلُلْ اُقْدَةً مِنْ لِسَانِي يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bediüzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www dot reflections hyphen rn dot org inshallah in this episode we will continue reading the second section of the 14th word uh, in the first section of this treatise Ustad Nursi um, analyzed some verses and and and uh, prophetic traditions that have usually been subject to controversy or um, not been easy to understand and therefore some people have misunderstood and sometimes even challenged uh, challenged and he shows how those verses and prophetic traditions although some people have misunderstood uh, because of the limitedness of their knowledge or perspective they are miraculous they are indicators uh, of heralds of or informers about tremendous realities so after that there is an addendum uh, in the in the last episode we read a concluding remark and then now there is an addendum and here in the addendum Ustad talks about another verse or another sign uh, as we know the the word in Arabic for verse, a Quranic verse, and the word for a sign, it is the same word, ayah or ayet in Turkish, or ayat in the plural, right? So here he is going to talk about another ayah, another sign, but not not from the Quran, not a sign, not a verse from the Quran, but a sign in the creation a verse in a sense a verse in the great book of the cosmos the great book of the creation but of course as always in the light of revelation it is only in the light of that that that revelation that we can find our way in the maze of this reality it is um it may be difficult to see reality as reality is, right? But even even we even if we passed um, beyond that difficulty and saw reality as reality is, that doesn't guarantee that we are going to find our way in that amazing, tremendous, and sometimes complicated reality, right? In in that maze of events and happenings and thoughts and and etc etc phenomena so in order to find our way we need 
revelation so in the light of the revelation Ustad Nursi will talk about a verse of the book of the creation that too has been subject to some challenges and compl uh, complaints and controversy and so on and so forth that is what we will be doing in this episode and possibly in the following episode too so bismillah uh, 14th word addendum zayl addendum أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إذا زلزلت الأرض زلزالها وأخرجت الأرض أثقالها وقال الإنسان ما لها يومئذ تحدث أخبارها بأن ربك أوحالها إلى آخر الآية والسورة when the earth is shaken violently in its last quaking, when the earth throws out its burdens, when man cries, what is happening to it? On that day, it will, it will tell all, because your Lord will inspire it to do so. So this is from the 99th chapter of the Quran, Surah Al-Zilzal, or the chapter named Earthquake and that is going to be the sign of creation we will talk about in this episode inshallah ustad says şu sure katiyen ifade ediyor ki küre-i arz hareket ve zelzelesinde vahiy ve ilhama mazhar olarak emir tahtında depreniyor bazen de titriyor this chapter of the quran definitively expresses that the globe of the earth receives revelation and inspiration and it and as it moves and quakes it shakes under command and sometimes it trembles so um, for some this might be surprising because the concept of wahi revelation is usually associated with uh, the the message that angel gabriel jibril alayhi salam brings to the prophets and the messenger of god sallallahu alayhi wasallam but that is not uh, what why means uh, in in a limited limited way it is a wider concept in the quran god says that he reveals to the bee for instance now since the a bee is not a an animal or a, a creature with intellect we do not understand that as uh, revelation in the sense that we understand when revelation comes to the prophets right but we understand as inspiration Right? And here God says that right? He says that He is sending revelation or He is revealing to uh, to the earth, to the globe of the earth. And again, we interpreted that and uh, it is translated as because your Lord will inspire it to do so. So what does that mean? It means that when the earth does something, it does so under command. It does so because God inspires to it. It does so because God reveals to it. It does so in under command. So if something happens to the earth, as in everything, right, we cannot assume that it is just happening because something caused something and that caused something else. And therefore, maybe there was a fault line under the ground and that broke and therefore it collapsed and therefore the, the ground is shaking, etc. Yes, that is how it happens. 
that is a description of the process in which it happens but that is not why it happens that is not an explanation of the force that makes it happen this chapter of the quran definitively expresses that the globe of the earth receives revelation and inspiration and it moves and quakes it shakes under command when it shakes that is an act under command that is a manifestation of the command of the creator of everything the one who is in charge of everything the one who has power over everything the one who knows everything the one who has absolute absolute endless boundless wisdom and sometimes it trembles again under command then if we um, happen to experience a disaster an earthquake a flood a storm anything right we cannot assume that this is happen chance we cannot assume that this is meaningless the command of the lord has meaning and everything he does has wisdom in it he does not do anything without meaning he does not create for nothing in a futile way right it will have meaning then it is up to us and on to us to think about what it means as it is on to us to think about what everything in the creation means to think of everything in the creation as signs of creation and to try to understand the message of our lord to us in creating it in the way that he does so manevi ve ehemmiyetli bir canipten şimdiki zelzele münasebetiyle 6-7 cüz'i suale karşı yine manevi ihtar yardımıyla cevapları kalbe geldi tahsilen yazma kaç defa niyet ettimse de izin verilmedi yalnız icmalen kısacık yazılacak so before uh, Üstad Nursi moves on to um, share his insights about the earthquake he explains this the answers to six to seven particular questions posed from a metaphysical direction and are of significance in relation to the current earthquakes came to the heart again with assistance from a metaphysical reminder reminder although i intended several times to write it in detail this was not permitted it will only be written very briefly in summary so what we understand from this that this is perhaps the tip of the iceberg uh, it is a much broader discussion there is a lot loaded in here but perhaps that load was um, not something that can be or should be shared with everyone perhaps it is for the elite perhaps some level of secrecy needs to be maintained about this issue uh, as it is usually the case in relation to issues that relate to divine determination so there seems to be something about that here and also uh, we can see that Ustad Nursi is not writing this just as just as an intellectual exercise it is again the tip of the iceberg of a metaphysical experience that he had 
what was that exactly we don't know because it was an experience and experiences are personal um, we know that many other people throughout history have had similar experiences and most of us have had similar experiences in our own uh, lives like one thing to one way to understand this right not to understand the exact nature of the kind of experience that he had but to understand that such experiences are possible is for us to sometimes try to analyze where our thoughts come from you know sometimes you sit somewhere let's you know, sit at the bus stop and you're waiting for the bus and some thought comes to your mind uh, seeming out of nowhere you don't know where exactly that thought comes from like there's nothing that that should inspire you about it that should lead you to that thought around you but it comes perhaps a scene from you know 10 years ago in your life a discussion that you had with a friend a question that was asked and then left unanswered and suddenly the answer to that question also just hits you right so this uh, these kinds of experiences are possible when uh, when people um, purify purify their souls their hearts they they become more open to the kinds of inspirations that we can uh, place in the realm of the uh, angelic realm um, most of these thoughts come to us either from the angelic realm or from the satans from the uh, followers of satan or you know sometimes the jinn who have gone so astray in their uh, rebellion that they become uh, you know soldiers of the satan so when the soul when the heart is purified it becomes more smooth and reflective like a mirror and it can receive more and more of the inspiration that comes from the angelic realm and sometimes it may come you know, directly uh, from god too i mean the, when it comes through the angelic realm it is coming uh, from god too but through the angels right so sometimes it may come directly from god too um you know sometimes it is the lower soul that talks to us uh the the thoughts come from the lower soul sometimes it comes from the satan so there is a metaphysical realm in which we live even even if we do not recognize it the way we recognize the physical realm our you know hands and the the color of the uh the um, bird that just flew by the window etc even though we do not recognize them with that uh, level of clarity we do recognize and we just need to think about it and pay attention to it and then we will uh, start to recognize them in our own lives too so an experience uh, Stad Nursi has and he was posed some questions in that experience from a metas metaphysical direction perhaps you know, in the realm of the spirits uh, and then he was also assisted in finding the answers to those questions in that metaphysical realm so what are those questions and he also says as uh, you know as we already read this was much more detailed but he was not permitted so what he was not permitted may mean 
uh, you know, wherever, whichever direction that those thoughts were coming, he he also received the command saying, "Don't do it." Or perhaps he tried to articulate it and he was not able to. He was not given the permission to do. He was not given the ability to do. It can mean either. So these are. Uh, you know just to understand what is going going on here but the this is not the meat of the discussion the real discussion is coming here with the questions and answers birinci sual first question bu büyük zelzelenin maddi musibetinden daha elim manevi bir musibeti olarak şu zelzelenin devamından gelen korku ve meyusiyet ekser halkın ekser memlekette gece istirahatini selbederek dehşetli bir azap vermesi Nedendir? What is the reason for the fear and despair arising from the continuation of this earthquake to ruin the nightly rest of most people in most regions and to cause a dreadful torment which, as a metaphysical tribulation of this great earthquake, is more painful than the material tribulation it inflicts? So this was after following a real earthquake and uh, it was a big earthquake and it was followed by several uh, smaller earthquakes and people could not go back to their homes they had to live outside it was um, you know a difficult time of the year and everybody was dreadfully you know fearful and scared and so on and so forth so and it's just it's not just one earthquake that shakes a little bit and then uh, maybe some buildings collapse but you know most remain intact and people go back so they're scared a little bit but you know comes to an end this was not like that it kept going on it it felt like it was a serious thing and everybody was talking about it and Ustad in that metaphysical uh, realm receives this question what is the reason for the fear and despair fear and despair arising from the continuation of this earthquake to ruin the nightly rest of most people in most regions and to cause a dreadful torment which so there are two torments the first one is the, the, the physical torment the second one is the torment of this fear you don't know when it's going to happen next so you you live in a state of trepidation all the time which as a metaphysical tribulation of this great earthquake is more painful than the material tribulation it inflicts Yine manevi cevap. Likewise a metaphysical response. Şöyle denildi ki, Ramazan-ı Şerif'in teravih vaktinde, kemali neşe ve sürurla, sarhoşçasına, gayet heveskarane şarkıları ve bazen kızların sesleriyle, radyo ağzıyla, bu mübarek merkezi İslamiyet'in her köşesinde cazibedarane işittirilmesi bu korku azabını netice verdi. So why is this happening? What is the cause for such a torment, such a dreadful tribulation uh, afflicting people? And we already established that such things don't happen by happen chance. They have a reason, right? So again, a metaphysical response. It's, this is all happening in, in that realm. It was said that the broadcast of utmostly licentious songs utmostly licentious songs in an attractive way in complete joy and happiness as if in a state of drunkenness 
and sometimes in the voice of young ladies during the Taraweeh prayers, prayers of this noble Ramadan, through radio, to all corners of this blessed center of Islam, resulted in the torment of this fear. Now, some may be ready to jump and say, come on, what is the relationship? The earthquake happens because the you know fault line under the ground breaks in that leads to um, you know, some tremor. What does that have to do with songs being played on the radio during Ramadan, during the Taraweeh prayers, and especially songs uh, that are sung by young ladies in the voice of young ladies? And of course, here uh, you know there are issues that need to be brought up in relation to uh, the the jurisprudence about whether a the, the the voice of a young lady is permissible to hear or listen or broadcast on the radio etc we are living in an age in which you know everything um, is going through a process of normalization of and uh, people started to accept so many things that were unthinkable to our predecessors not only muslim predecessors but uh, you know non-muslim christian jewish buddhist uh, confucian taoist whatever predecessors so many things are starting to be um, recognized or or uh, presented and perceived as normal that sometimes we do not recognize uh, the egregious um, consequences of these things so for someone who lives in the 21st century who is used to uh, TikTok, where everybody can share all sorts of videos uh, who is used to going to the mall and hearing all sorts of songs from the the voices of ladies men instruments etc um, sometimes who is who grows up in an, an an environment in which music becomes an industry that addresses the lower soul and because the lower soul is driven to uh, you know things that are licentious things that are um misleading misguiding things that lead us astray because that is what the lower soul desires and is willing to pay right the the, the industry uh, exaggerates that puts a heavy emphasis on it produces a lot of it right and the more it is all around the place the more we start to think that it is normal and we get used to it so we may not recognize the problem here but it was recognizable to the people that Ustad Nursi was talking with especially especially um, you know the kinds of songs that describe or encourage licentious affairs thoughts emotions etc right so and this being done at the time of taraweeh prayers taraweeh is uh, the the qiyam of ramadan in ramadan uh, following the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam we uh, after iftar after breaking our fasts after the night prayer we um, continue praying right these you know depending on which madhab and which scholar's opinion but 
8 to 20 rakahs, uh, rounds of, of prayer. And the custom is also that we pray this in mosques with a khatm of Quran. The, we, we finish the entire Quran, recitation of the entire Quran during uh, throughout the, the nights of Ramadan. So this is a time that has become a token of Islam, first of all. Right? When you when you see this, you know that you are in a Muslim land. And this is a time for worship, understanding our slavehood before our Lord, um, for the, the promotion of lofty, uh, holy ideas and emotions, etc. And if this is being done at such a time, you can look for evil intent an evil intent to disrupt the believers uh, worshipful uh, worshipful state during the, the the month of ramadan right it is an egregious act and sadnursi says this is what caused it the radio was broadcasting the sinful act to the entire country all regions and therefore the earthquake is not happening only in one place being limited to that place and happening once but but it keeps repeating in perhaps at smaller intensities and affecting everywhere that's the response ikinci sual Niçin gavurların memleketlerinde bu semavi tokat başlarına gelmiyor? Bu bir çare Müslümanlara iniyor. Second question. Why are these heavenly slaps not dealt at the disbelievers in their countries, but visited on the hapless Muslims? Now sometimes people ask, so, you know, an earthquake, a tsunami, a flood happening in a Muslim land. You know, are we going to think, you know, this is happening because Muslims are bad and disbelievers are good? Now, first of all, right now in the 21st century, early 21st century, uh, these descriptions of the lands of disbelievers, the lands of believers have become uh, eroded, have eroded. Many Muslims live in many non-Muslim lands and many non-Muslims live in many Muslim lands. So that designation is very difficult to uh, uphold today. But in some places it can still be upheld and it it was significantly more uh, valid at the time that Ustad Nursi uh, wrote this question and and the answer to it why are these heavenly slaps not dealt at the disbelievers in their countries but visited on the helpless muslims al-jawab büyük hatalar ve cinayetler tehirle büyük merkezlerde ve küçücük cinayetler taacille küçük merkezlerde verildiği gibi mühim bir hikmete binaen ehli küfrün cinayetlerinin kısmı azamı mahkemeyi kübrayı haşre tehir edilerek ehli iman hataları kısmen bu dünyada cezası verilir. So this is interesting and important. It's an important principle. The answer in the way that big mistakes and crimes are postponed to be handled in big centers and small crimes are dealt with expeditiously in small centers due to a significant wisdom the handling of the great majority of the crimes of disbelievers are postponed to the supreme court of resurrection yet the punishment for the mistakes of the people of belief 
believers is administered partly in this world not all of it the believers may also have some um, punishment left to the hereafter uh, the the um, Sunni understanding is that some believers will enter hell they will be purified from the uh, marks of consequences of their sins and then once they are purified God will take them from hell and put in paradise but some of the faults some of the mistakes that the believers commit in this world are taken care of in this world out of his mercy God is not leaving it to the hereafter because the affairs of the hereafter are significantly more tremendous than the affairs of this world the measures are different there so if it is taken care uh, in in this world it is mercy to the believer however however this belief is such a crime that it has to be handled ceremoniously in a supreme court you know if let's say in a village uh, two men fought one of them perhaps like slapped the other um and he was not he was he was not right in doing this right he was both wrong and also became an oppressor slapped the other man and the other maybe the other man was not as you know, strong either so the village elders may come together and chastise the uh, wrongdoer and perhaps ask him to apologize perhaps even ask him to you know give some compensation to the man who was slapped etc etc they can handle this and they can solve the problem and everything can go back to normal however let's say that these two men fought and one of them pulled a knife and stabbed the other and then the the the other one died so in any um, normal state today this cannot be something to be handled by the village elders it has to go to um, the, the, the level of the government the police have to be informed the killer the murderer has to be taken into custody and then taken to a court uh, that is maintained by the government judged you know witnesses can be called etc and then uh, if found guilty the punishment will be administered to the to this person by the government too perhaps in a prison perhaps whatever the punishment is going to be it is not and cannot be handled by the village elders right some crimes are big some crimes are small some some mistakes are big some are small if it is small it can be handled in a small center where, wherever it is taking place if it is big it will be postponed so if something is happening to the believers or a believer right this does not mean that this believer is um, less worthy than the disbeliever if something is happening to a righteous person and you know his neighbor who is not righteous who is a uh, defined sinner you know living a happy life healthy wealthy etc this does not this does not mean that the righteous person is less worthy than that uh that um that neighbor who is living a life of debauchery no the righteous person as well uh, incomparably uh, worthier the righteous person is incomparably worthier 
the believer is incomparably worthier and that is why the uh, you know some calamities some tribulations come to visit uh, the the believers the righteous God wants to purify them God wants to purify them while in this world sometimes it is to purify sometimes it is to you know guide them in certain directions sometimes it is to elevate their uh, level which may be the case or which will be the case for some people who are hurt in uh, general disaster disasters like earthquakes uh, we will talk about that in a little bit but it doesn't mean that you know the dis disbelief is fine and belief is uh, you know god protect god forbid bad in the way that big mistakes and crimes are postponed to be handled in big centers and small crimes are dealt with expeditiously in small centers due to a significant wisdom the handling of the great majority of the crimes of disbelievers are postponed to the supreme court of resurrection the supreme court of resurrection the you know when everybody stands before god for judgment on the day of resurrection yet the punishment for the mistakes of the people of belief is administered partly in this world here there is a side note haşiye hem rus gibi olanlar mensuh ve tahrif edilmiş bir dini terk etmekle hak ve ebedi ve kabili nes olmayan bir dine ihanet etmek derecesinde gayretullah'a dokunmadığından zemin şimdilik onları bırakıp bunlara hiddet ediyor so side note Moreover, because those like the Russians are abandoning a religion that is abrogated and distorted, this does not offend God's ardent protectiveness to the degree that betraying a true and eternal religion that cannot be abrogated does. The earth is leaving them aside for now and showing its anger toward these. So this is another aspect of the matter that is being highlighted here. Yes, the believers are better. Yes, God wants to purify them in this world. But if what the believers are doing is leaving religion, not only individuals, because when it is individuals, the society can uh, you know, perhaps pull them back. But if the so society altogether is leaving with a communal act like with a public act like broadcasting sinful songs on the radio broadcasting sin on the radio right what they are doing is they are leaving religion so then the value of what is being left what is being abandoned becomes an aspect of our judgment if it is the russians and of course this is written um you know in the, in the 20th century before world war ii if it is the Russians, i.e. if it is the Soviet Union and the Russians in the Soviet Union, of course there were Muslims there too, but it was primarily the Russians who were running the show, right? Uh, where atheism is promoted as official state policy. If it is the Russians who are leaving the Russian religion, which is orthodoxy, which is a religion that is abrogated, its, its time is over. Christianity was the religion at one point, but Islam came and now Islam is the religion. So Islam is the true religion that God chose for his slaves. Uh, 
so it is one thing to leave a religion that it does not have any uh, you know validity any longer and it's another thing to leave abandon uh, to stray away from a religion that is the true religion that contains what god commands and what god forbids so there is this aspect of the matter too üçüncü sual bazı eşhasın hatasından gelen bu musibet bir derece memlekette umumi şekle girmesinin sebebi nedir third question what is the reason for this tribulation that has arisen from the mistakes of some persons to attain such a general form after all it is not all the people who are broadcasting the radio the, the radio has a building and whatever is being sung and broadcast is, is being broadcast from there right now everybody is not doing this is is that the case so if everybody is not doing it why is the tribulation coming to everybody why is everybody being affected you know by this el cevap umumi musibet Ekseriyetin hatasından ileri gelmesi cihetiyle eksernasın o zalim eşhasın harekatına fiilen veya iltizamen veya iltihaken taraftar olmasıyla manen iştirak eder, musibet-i ammeye sebebiyet verir. The answer, per the fact that a general, a general tribulation results from the majority's mistake. Per the fact that a general tribulation results from the majority's mistake that most people participate in the actions of those wrongdoers by supporting them either actively or by seeing their mistake as a matter of necessity or by joining in that mistake causes a general tribulation so it is not that only let's say 20 people working on a radio building broadcast these songs and therefore it is the sin and or mistake of those 20 people alone no those who listen enjoy it they don't uh, oppose it they don't raise their voice sometimes they t they are the ones who are turning on the radio and listening to it and this is you know leading to perhaps you know rating uh calculations and you know at that time in turkey there was no rating there was no uh an advertisement etc but there were indications that the people were listening to this and and therefore the more people listen the more the radio broadcast or by seeing their mistake as a matter of necessity you know this is this is a modern age this is what we do in this in this time you know this is the age of blah blah blah and in this age you can't live the way you know people lived 300 years ago these are requirements of civilization now in the early 21st century most people would not say i maybe i suppose but i suppose most people would not say you know let's say you know putting a hat on is a requirement of civilization but that is what the modernizers of the country promoted at the time in turkey from their point of view playing uh, european inspired music on the radio or having women sing songs on the radio was a requirement of civilization that is what they did in Europe Europe represented modern civilization and therefore therefore the Muslims had to do it too and this discourse was then internalized by the larger people and they also said yeah it's doing it's they are doing it 
maybe we don't really feel comfortable with with it i wouldn't do it i wouldn't want my wife to do it i wouldn't want my daughter to to do it but it is being done and it's okay this is a requirement of civilization so this is also an act of participation or by joining in that mistake directly right so participating in a an oppression an act of oppression in a in an act of wrongdoing does not mean only by actually being there and actively doing uh, whatever that oppression stands for no being inclined to it with the heart is part of participating in a wrongdoing we need to remember the uh, prophetic tradition the wisdom in the prophetic tradition of of our beloved sallallahu alaihi wasallam he says you know when you in meaning he says when you see an act of oppression a wrongdoing prevent it if you can with your hand if you can't prevent it with your hand try to prevent it with your words speak against it raise awareness about it like talk to people who are affected by it and try to you know change their mind try to warn them if you cannot do that either and there there are times and places when one cannot do that either the oppression is so high that you know people can't do it but if you cannot do that either at least at least have a have hate for it in your heart right don't like it in your heart disincline from it in your heart don't let your heart to to start to think or feel position itself in the way that it is obliged to live and this is a very important warning because many times we live something and we start to think the way we live we believe something but we practice something else and eventually we slide into this place where we start to believe the way we practice obviously we do not say that somebody who commits sins loses his belief we do not say that uh, you know this this was a discussion that was had a long time ago among believers among uh, among in the ummah and resolved people who believe believe and they can commit sins and that it is a sin there's there's a punishment for it but the gate of toba the gate of repentance is open and as long as they have faith in their heart inshallah they and they are eligible to enter paradise they do not become disbelievers because they committed sins however however we end up believing the way we practice so if we keep practicing a sinful act again and again and again and again and again and again it starts to feel normal to us and god forbid sometimes we may come to a point where we say it doesn't make sense that this is forbidden in the quran that cannot be the case people must be misunderstanding uh, those statements in the quran this is not forbidden god forbid right god sometimes says clearly in certain things that god says in the quran clearly this is forbidden but then people say well yeah it cannot be forbidden that it doesn't make sense 
it doesn't make sense to whom whose sense are we talking about your sense has been ruined has been spoiled by your wrong practice like one example is usury at this you know age right at this day and age everywhere it's everywhere it is almost impossible to you know, run away from it to avoid it you can try to avoid it as much as possible in your in your life but perhaps the workplace that you are receiving your salary from is engaged in it and although you get the the the worth of your labor and therefore you are not taking usually from from them you are still you know stuck in a system where usually has a role now what do we do then do we say well it is impossible to avoid usually at this time therefore it is permissible no usually interest riba is forbidden riba is forbidden and period that's it it is in the Quran it is in the uh, in prophetic traditions it is in the ijma of our scholars it is in the practice of the ummah for centuries we can say you know I am trying but I cannot avoid it fully and and I know that this is a sinful act and you know I'm taking refuge in my Lord uh, from my inability to avoid what he uh, proscribes and we can we can you know feel hum humble humbled before our lord because of our inability to abide by his his command and still you know continue to to acknowledge his his words his command that it is a sin but if we come to a point where we say and everybody is doing it see nothing is happening therefore it cannot be haram therefore it is not haram then you know that that is going to take us somewhere where we do not want to be right so participating in a wrongdoing is not only by becoming an active uh, enactor of that that wrongdoing it can be in many ways and that's we need to be careful about that and and sometimes these kinds of you know punishments tribulations uh, slaps of compassion sometimes Ustad Nusi calls them right come in order to warn the believers to warn them away from their uh, unnoticed participation dördüncü sual madem bu zelzele musibeti hataların neticesi ve kefaret-ü zunubdur masumların ve hatasızların o musibet içinde yanması nedendir adetullah nasıl müsaade eder fourth question if this tribulation of the earthquake is the result of mistakes and an atonement for the sins why is it that the innocent ones and those without mistakes are also struck how does divine justice permit this right we said the majority participates uh, by being inclined to it in their hearts uh, by seeing it as a necessity by joining in perhaps like singing the song as it's playing on the radio or list turning the radio on and listening to it etc etc right but there are uh, children before the age age of accountability who are completely innocent who are hurt in earthquakes maybe there are deaf people who cannot participate in listening to a sinful song they are also struck the disaster or disasters like earthquakes do not pick and choose people how does divine justice permit this yine manevi canipten el cevap 
Bu mesele sırrı kadere taalluk ettiği için Risale-i Kader'e havale edip yalnız burada bu kadar denildi. Bismillah. وَاتَّقُوا فِتْنَةً لَا تُصِيبَنَّ الَّذ۪ينَ ظَلَمُوا مِنْكُمْ Yani bir bela bir musibetten çekininiz ki geldiği vakit yalnız zalimlere mahsus kalmayıp masumları da yakar. The answer again from a metaphysical direction. Since this matter relates to the secret of divine determination, kadar, divine determination, it will be referred to the treatise on divine determination, which is the 26th word, inshallah. You know, may God uh, give all of us uh, healthy lives and we come to that point and read that together too, inshallah. It will be referred to the treatise on divine determination and this much will be said here. So, a more complete explanation of this matter from all aspects uh, is in the Treatise on Divine Determination, the 26th word. But here there will be a summary explanation, inshallah. And and what will be said here, it starts uh, with this verse that Ustad Nursi quotes from the Quran, Bismillah. That is, beware a tribulation that when it comes, it is not limited to the wrongdoers, but strikes the innocent as well. Quran chapter 8, verse 25. Beware a tribulation that when it comes, it is not limited to the wrongdoers, but strikes the innocent as well. Şu ayetin sırrı şudur ki, the secret of this verse is this. Bu dünya bir meydana tecrübe ve imtihandır ve darı teklif ve mücahededir. İmtihan ve teklif iktiza ederler ki hakikatler perdeli kalıp ta müsabaka ve mücahede ile Ebu, Ebu Bekirler alay illiğine çıksınlar ve Ebu Cehiller esfeli safiliğine girsinler. Eğer masumlar böyle musibetlerde sağlam kalsaydılar, Ebu Cehiller aynen Ebu Bekirler gibi teslim olup mücahede ile manevi terakki kapısı kapanacaktı ve sırrı teklif bozulacaktı. The secret of this verse is this. This world is an arena of trial and testing. That's why we are here, right? God sends us here to this world for trial and testing to separate the wheat from the chaff. To, to show to us, to the human beings, that those who are worthy of paradise are worthy of paradise, to demonstrate this, and those who are worthy of hell are worthy of hell. And this happens through a trial and testing. This world is an arena of trial and testing, and it is an abode of accountability and struggle. So how does trial and testing have take place it takes place in a context of accountability and struggle the test is the struggle that we show in order to uh, fulfill god's commands and avoid his proscriptions trial and tribulation entail that the realities shall remain veiled some realities shall remain veiled so that the abu bakr's rise to the highest of the high through competition and struggle and the Abu Jahls enter the lowest of the low and of course we know Abu Bakr is the uh, the first caliph 
the companion of the Prophet وسلم, who was his companion in the cave when he was uh, moving from Mecca to Medina during the Hijrah he is mentioned in the Quran he is a Siddiq the voracious one the first uh, uh, free adult male who took to took the um, testimony of faith with the Prophet the best of the companions right and Abu Jahl was the enemy of Islam who caused so much trouble to the Prophet who caused so much trouble to the believers in Mecca so if if Abu Bakr is where the, the station of the highest of the highest Abu Bakr is where the station of the lowest of the lowest but how do you differentiate between them in this world if you you know if you took uh, pictures of Abu Bakr and Abu Jahl and put them side by side in an album today and it showed that if you showed it to a person and asked so one of these men uh, will, will go to paradise and the other will go to hell uh, you, you you show us which one but you have to be fair and just how can this person be fair and just and pick from a picture who goes where so that decision requires the trial and testing right and let's read the rest if these innocent ones were left unharmed in such tribulations the Abu Jahls would submit just as the Abu Bakr's would and thus the doors of struggle and metaphysical progress would be shut the secret of accountability would be spoiled right imagine a disaster it came to a community that was engaged in wrongdoing and the disaster comes and it picks out the wrongdoers from among let's say a thousand and five hundred people in among these thousand and five hundred people there were uh, 153 who were oppressors and you know the earth shakes and only the oppressors die now this is miraculous this leaves uh, those who are examining the situation incapable of bringing an explanation other than that it is a punishment against their oppression so the testing and trial is not taking place it is like a you know multi uh, multi multi-choice uh, test in which the answering answer sheet uh, indicates the correct answers let's say like each uh, question has four uh, multiple choice right? it has four choices and next to each correct choice there's a check mark and all you have to do is to fill in the circle that is next to that question now is this a question no for the question to be a question for the test to be a test the person who is answering has to exert some effort and figure out right so the secret of the wisdom of trial and testing which serves uh, to the to the fulfillment of the function of this abode of accountability and struggle right necessitates that some things have to happen in a general way this is why we people talk about laws of nature for instance right the the the uh the, these are god's customs 
and the fact that it is happening in a regular way in a pattern all the time does not mean that it is happening taking place independently of God's power no it is still the direct outcome of uh, of God's power execution of God's power right it still is is, is directly from from there but in order to maintain this secret this wisdom of trial and testing god has chosen god wills to do it in a pattern according to a pattern in a uh in a in a, in a regular regular way right madem mazlum zalim ile beraber musibete düşmek hikmeti ilahiyece lazım geliyor acaba o biçare mazlumların rahmet ve adaletten hisseleri nedir now ustadnus is asking a a question himself here within the answer if divine wisdom requires that the innocent will be struck by tribulation alongside the wrongdoers what is the share of those helpless innocent ones from mercy and justice then so this is a valid question we understand that the secret of testing and trial requires entails that uh, the disaster the the consequence of the disaster will be general but what is the share of these innocent ones right so i mean this that this has to be general does not uh abrogate the question that they still deserve something better or more bu suale karşı cevaben denildi ki o musibetteki gazap ve hiddet içinde onlara bir rahmet cilvesi var Çünkü o masumların fani malları onların hakkında sadaka olup baki bir mal hükmüne geçtiği gibi fani hayatları dahi bir baki hayatı kazandıracak derecede bir nevi şehadet hükmünde olarak nispeten az ve muvakkat bir meşakkat ve azaptan büyük ve daimi bir kazancı kazandıran bu zelzele onlar hakkında aynı gazab içinde bir rahmettir. It was said in response to this question. Within the wrath and rage of that tribulation, and of course an earthquake is a, you know, tremendous affair, it's dreadful, There, you can feel the wrath and rage in it, right? Such a drastic thing. Within that wrath and rage, there is a reflection of mercy for them. God's beauty manifests within God's majesty. Cause in addition to the temporal property of those innocent ones becoming charity with respect to them and in, fe- in effect turning into everlasting property by reaching a degree that causes them to win the everlasting life through a kind of kind of martyrdom in return for this temporal life this earthquake which causes their life to earn them a big and continual profit in return for a relatively small and temporary difficulty and torment is mercy within very wrath for them is mercy within very wrath for them right, so what's happening they have property those innocent ones have property it is being destroyed well it is not difficult for god to uh you know take it as charity to count it as charity and put it on their uh you know book, book of deeds as as charity and put good deeds good re- rewards on that book which they will see in the hereafter so they sometimes they die did they die for nothing so this is this is the amazing thing sometimes people get upset 
when uh, you know believers say that well the earthquake is taking place because we did this and that did that and we should learn from this and change our course etc they get upset and say you know what what they find is offensive well what they are saying is offensive not understanding that there is a message in this earthquake or in this disaster or in disasters in general in tribulations in general is offensive what it amounts to is to is is is saying or suggesting that those people are losing their lives for nothing that is not the case they are not losing their lives for nothing when there's a just war and when the believers struggle in the war in the way of god in, in to to, to uh, you know defend uh, the believers to defend their lands to defend their faith and they die now is that a um disaster yes of course the person died lost his life and perhaps there's a family behind that needs that, that needed their care and love and etc but god gives them martyrdom god compensates them so in a disaster like this the innocent ones are losing their lives and uh, through the indication of prophetic traditions we know that we know that when people die in you know disasters like this they their uh, loss can be rewarded or compensated with the reward of martyrdom so they are not dying for nothing they are becoming like martyrs martyrs in effect which causes their life this earthquake therefore which causes their life to earn them a big and continual profit in return for a relatively small and temporary difficulty and torment yes perhaps for 10 minutes 15 minutes they they hurt yes they they, they lost their life etc etc but what came in return a continual big and continual profit paradise came in return who wants to who wants to uh, be saved from the torment of hellfire in return for suffering for 10 minutes here who doesn't want to if he knew what hellfire was like who wants to go to paradise in return for 10 minutes of suffering here who doesn't want to if he knew if he really knew what paradise is so it has been compensated we need to see the big picture here there is no room for injustice to the contrary there is mercy there is mercy if i suffered for 10 minutes here and in the hereafter i was offered to enter into paradise without accounting or my accounting was easy and i was i was able to enter paradise without may i not see uh hellfire i would be happy i would consider that a, a an act of mercy for for myself all right uh, we came to the fifth question but time is up inshallah we will continue the fifth sixth and seventh questions if we can in the next episode may god may god protect us from disasters hurricanes earthquakes storms floods uh, pandemics uh, sicknesses uh, accidents 
you know all kinds of uh, tribulations but we also need to understand that there is a necessity for them in life may god help us understand the lessons that these uh, disasters and tribulations uh, are there to teach us without having to go through them may he teach us with his lutf with his, with with his gentleness may he guide us to the true path with his gentleness with his lutf with his um with the with the effusions of with the faith uh of his mercy with the effusions of his mercy amen amen inshallah subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma 'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim wa akhir da'wahum an Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Al-Fatiha As-Salamat Allahumma Salam Al-Azim